Welcome to the Self-Made Writers Podcast. I'm Kim Anderson from KimAndersonConsulting.com, and I'm here to give you your regular dose of writing adrenaline. I took some time off around the holiday time and kind of through the first quarter of 2022 to just do some like self-work. And thankfully, like my blog income, um, you know, was able to continue passively while I was doing this. So I know this isn't possible necessarily for everybody to do, but um, I really learned a lot during that time period. And some of that I want to be able to kind of share with you guys like authentically that I think will really help a lot of people who listen to the podcast episodes. And so in particular, I think one struggle that you may feel as a writer, content creator is that you have these moments where you are really confident and you are excited and you are going and then something, there's some kind of trigger that just sends you into this like downward self-destruct spiral where you stop working, stop being passionate, double, you know, um, second guess yourself, all this stuff. And, you know, you, you give up in some ways. Um, and I want to talk about kind of what I think are some really, really common self-destruct triggers in our industry and things that I see a lot of my clients dealing with, things I personally deal with or dealt with. And I just want to have like a really good little bit of like a little therapy session here. Like I'm not a professional therapist, but it's sort of like, you know, people kind of joke about me being a blog shrink. So I want to take the opportunity here to really talk to you about some mindset stuff. Um, and I think we all have self-destruct triggers. And I think that there's something like, I think there's kind of a simple, um, process that I've learned to kind of go through, through my process of trying to be like, like understand mindfulness and things like that. Um, over the course of my little sabbatical that I took. Um, and these are things that I know kind of helped me deal with those triggers. And so I want to, hopefully give you guys some tools for being able to deal with those situations so that when they come, you can immediately deal with them and immediately move on. That's the objective. So number one, I think the number one thing that I see is one big self-destruct trigger is often found when you get on social media. So no matter kind of what platform you use, um, I talk about this regularly, like I often just take social media off my phone and I know everybody kind of talks about taking these sabbaticals from social media, but you know, part of my business is built on social media. So it's very difficult for me to be off of it for very long periods of time. Um, 
but you know, like on my desktop, I have it's like I have a plugin set to where I can't see the home feed when I get into Facebook. Like it shuts that off, so that all I'm doing is accessing my accounts, and I, I can't do that on my phone. And if you know of something that does that on your phone, please email me again <laughs> at kimandersonconsulting.com and let me know about it. Um, but I think that oftentimes, like just getting on Instagram, getting on social media, seeing an advertisement or something, those can be like real quick self-destruct triggers because you know, based on like what you write about, you may be seeing advertisements um, for other people who are doing a similar thing than like, just like you, because that's the kind of stuff that you're looking at or writing about or sharing. And so, you know, Facebook's trying to serve up what you need. And in that process, it may be serving up triggers. <laughs> so, um, you know, a lot of times, like, I find myself seeing something that somebody else in a similar space to me is doing and thinking, oh, why am I not doing something like that? Like, that's really smart. Like, that's very creative. Uh, but then thinking to myself, well, I just, I don't have whatever that is. Like, I, they're, you know, they're doing it, whatever. Um, and that can be a real trigger, like seeing people talk about how successful they are on social media. Just in general, like, because of the nature of that beast where, I think that there are people who authentically share sometimes <laughs> on social media, like you'll occasionally get the like, I'm crying photos with some sort of exclamation point and lots of engagement. Um, but most of the time, like I just get tired. Like I get tired of being on social media because I just look at stuff and I think to myself, it's wonderful. Like, I think it's great that, that you're doing that or that you had that or that you're experiencing that and that you're sharing that. But at the end of the day, like behind the scenes, like you might be smiling in that photo, but you probably just had a fight with your spouse. Like these are things that I think about, right? And, you know, I'm just not that active personally uh, on social media just because like, I don't know. And being authentic, like I just don't, I don't know. I think I don't want people to feel the way I feel sometimes on social media. I mean, there's this high that you can get, and they talk about this as a thing, you know, where if you're an influencer or whatever, like, you sort of get your kicks from posting and having engagement and things like that. And, you know, for me personally, like, when I'm out, like, I'm trying to be a person who's more intentional about being part of my experiences. Like, I want to take photos of what's going on so that I can remember them. But I don't feel the need to, like, put those on social media. And I'm not saying that like I judge anybody for doing that. So let me be clear. You guys, we are influencers. We're online content creators. You post as many photos as you want. I'm just telling you, if you're a person who follows me on social and you're like, Kim's not very active, you know, it's, it's partially because like, I just don't like the way that it makes me feel. I'm just gonna leave that there and say like, I just don't always like the way that it makes me feel. I like using social media to engage with my community, to encourage my community, to cheer you guys on. But from a personal standpoint, it it just, I, I can't do it. Like it's so much. It's so much of people sharing their opinions and so much of people sharing politics and so much people, you know, it just gets to a point where it's like, it just is a platform for, sometimes it feels like on a personal level, it's a platform for strife. And I don't need that really in my life. And so I try to just engage with social media most of the time, you know, with community. Um, 
And that's kind of what I love and appreciate about social media is community and not this sense of like, oh my God, that picture of that person, like I just, they're so successful or they've lost so much weight or, you know, they're so fit or they're traveling to these really cool places, like whatever it may be. Um, you know, sometimes it just makes you feel like a bag of crap. And if social media is very triggering for you, like if you find yourself regularly getting triggered because you're on social media, I would challenge you guys to do a similar thing, like where you remove social media from your phone, um, only use social media for the purposes of your business that you're using it for and try to avoid, you know, anything beyond engaging with your people. Um, if social media is a trigger for some people, it's not. Some people love it and they can do it all day long. And again, I'm just re-emphasizing, you know, it's perfectly fine for you to share your vacation photos. It is perfectly fine for you to do all those things. I just know and I can accept about myself that social media is triggering and it's not a happy place for me. It's very similar to my husband really loves to watch PBS hour, like news hour at night. And I just have gotten to where I take a book and I go outside because news is triggering for me. Like it's, it's, uh, I have a hard time recovering from the negativity. Um, and it's not that I don't want to be aware and I don't want to be, you know, um, informed about what's going on in the world. It's just, there's only so much of that I can take <laughs> on a regular basis. Um, so it's one thing if it's a quick headline and like a quick, you know, skim through an article about the news, but otherwise like, it, it's really triggering for me. And I think uh, being able to be mindful of the things that are triggering for you is really important. So if you find yourself often finding yourself in these spirals after engaging on social media, that might be a cue that you need to edit how much or what you're viewing or unfollow some people if you need to um, so that you're not triggered by those things. Next is... This idea that, you know, like you're, you're going for it, you're all in, you're working so hard, like maybe you're working on a product or you're working on an article. And the next thing you know, you know, you see somebody um, who might be, you know, bigger than you as far as platform goes or like a peer that appears and you know what, they've done it. Like whatever that thing was that you were so excited about, like they did it. Like they, they, they beat you to it. And you're like, dang it, like, why do I even try? Like, if every time I do something, you know, they're going to beat me to the punch, like, this is ridiculous, right? And that's one that I hear a lot that really starts to spiral people out of control. Next up is they're doing the same thing, right? Like, not just they beat you to it, but like, like that you put it out in the world because somebody didn't beat you to it this time. Um, and then suddenly you see three other people doing the same thing and you're like, gosh, like, this was original. Like I thought this was whatever. And remember, there's not a whole lot of original ideas out in the world. You certainly, certainly shouldn't copy anybody, but just recognize, like, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I've been in conversations with other people that are in a similar industry to me and we have similar ideas, you know, we just package them differently. Um, and we kind of take our own perspective and put that spin on it. Um, but that can be very frustrating is to be like, oh, well, why am I even trying? Like if they're going to keep doing, like if they're doing the same thing I'm doing, and then that kind of leads to, uh, oh, they're copying me, right? So you've had situations where um, it can be frustrating because you think that somebody is ripping off what you're doing, right? And that can feel very frustrating because you're putting all this time and effort into it. And I've seen that many, many times in the history of working with bloggers is a concern that like, 
this person really like, you know, took your idea or whatever it may be. And that can be really frustrating for you. Um, and it can make you more closed off uh, to like peer um, relationships or mentor based relationships. When you feel like those people are like stealing your ideas or your concepts and using them for themselves, you know, um, and that can be very, very defeating. Next up is, <laughs> so not only did they do it, whether they beat you to it or they did the same thing after you did yours, is that they did it better, right? Like you have this thing that you made, like maybe you made a printable, but theirs looks prettier or, you know, you thought this was like the coolest thing in the planet, but theirs is way cooler, you know? And so then you do this comparison thing um, and you're like, well, they just did it better. Not only, you know, not about being faster, not about doing the same thing, but that it's better than yours. Uh, next, that can be a super trigger um, with being a writer or content creator is trolls and negative comments, right? Like these things, the, like you've worked hard on this thing and then some turd comes out of nowhere who's probably hiding in his mom's basement typing on the computer just says something terrible or like mean or wants to start conflict, you know, or like wants to get people riled up um, because they get a kick out of that. So like that can be very triggering and really make you be like, why am I even doing this? And there's so many jerks on the internet because you'll ignore the like five great comments and focus all your energy on that negative comment. And that's just part of being human. Um, and I'm sure there's some psychology behind that. Um, but, you know, any kind of trolls, any kind of negative comments, any kind of negativity can be really, really frustrating. And I've experienced this in multiple ways. Like I can remember, you know, putting some pins on Pinterest and I had some comments on one that were just like, like, um, cause I'm a thrifty, I do thrifty writing and stuff. And so I had an article that was about how to save money on your vet bills. And the person who commented, I guess, like was a pretty big pet lover. And if you're a pet lover, cool. But you know, they left me this like nasty gram about basically making me out to be like a really abusive or bad owner of a dog because I would seek discounted like care for my pets, right? And that feels like very, that feels like, it feels like you're being attacked and you don't have anywhere to hide. It's very public, right? Because other people can see it. And yes, you can delete it, but it's it's there. Um, and I've had other circumstances like that where people were just kind of mean and they left really mean comments and those comments sort of crushed my spirit uh, because it was like embarrassing, right? Like to some degree. Um, or if it's not embarrassing, it's frustrating because you're like, who are you to tell me blah, 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 right? Um, and then another thing that might be something that would lead to you, like be a self-destruct trigger is that you don't feel like you really have anything new to say. Uh, that, you know, all the things that could be said about the topic that you like to write about, um, you know, everybody's already saying it. And the people who are already saying it are better than you anyway, or they did it faster than you. So why even try? And, you know, when I was kind of going through and kind of making this list of triggers that I see as most often, which just to recap quickly, are things like social media, an attitude of, oh my God, they beat me to this. Ugh, they're doing the same thing or they're copying me. Um, they did it better than me. This jerk's leaving negative comments. Or I just don't have anything new to say or anything new to write about this. You know, why does anybody want to listen to me? You have to recognize um, that there is a common thread 
I know almost all of those those items that I listed, and that is that it's rooted in insecurity. And insecurity is just a really toxic emotion to experience, but we all experience it. And I'm, you know, I really believe in being able to feel your feelings. So I don't want you guys to, you know, hear what I'm saying and think, yeah, well, I just shouldn't feel these things. No, that's not what I'm saying. In all of these situations, you're completely valid in how you feel and you should sit in those feelings, right? Like you should allow yourself to feel them and to process them. But we always want to be able to get to a place where we can get beyond those feelings so that we can get back into productivity mode so that they don't like trigger self-destruct, right? It's like, it's okay to feel those things, to experience those emotions, but then we have to be able to get ourselves like pulled up out of that situation so we can keep going forward and not give up or stop or stall out. And that's really what this is about. And insecurity as an emotion is really interesting. And over the years, um, between my own experience with insecurity and watching insecurity play out in relationships and friendships and professional relationships, it's toxic. And it really makes people think, do, and say things that are really out of character. Um, and I have literally seen this in, like I said, in professional situations, like with jobs that I had. Um, I've seen this in relationships of friends. I've seen this in my own relationship. I've seen this in my own personal life. And insecurity across the board, like when I'm feeling insecure, it really does have the ability to make me think, do, and say things that would be completely out of character for who I am. And in working with my clients, like my blogging clients and my writing clients, I can see this happen occasionally. Like, you know, you get to know people and over time they feel more comfortable like talking to you and sharing with you. And there are moments when I'm in a meeting with somebody and they really just kind of like vent, right? Like they go off, they vent. And the vent that they're venting can sometimes feel like an attack. But I am at a point in my life where I recognize that it's not about me. It is about their insecurity. And so even though they are getting passionate or feeling frustration or expressing that frustration with their business or what's happening in their business, I know that that frustration and that behavior being out of character for them is rooted in insecurity of the situation. And um, I wanted to point this out because as you're going on this journey, if you can start to recognize that the like when you feel this way, if you can pause long enough to say to yourself, like, I feel this, it sucks, but the truth is this is about insecurity. And if I'm not careful, you know, it will not only throw me out of like throw me off my business, but it may cause me to do say or think things that aren't actually true. Um, and then things that would be out of character for me or might hurt someone else's feelings or come across in like a negative way. And one of the things that I found really, really helpful as I went through my journey, um, like my little sabbatical, like in learning more about being a mindful person, being aware of my thoughts and the way that those thoughts impact the way that I live or behave um, or think or feel, 
Um, I found a gal named Byron Katie, um, and she has lots of different books um, that are about mindset. And some of them are like really deep. So you kind of have to <laughs> take them in little bite-sized pieces as you kind of process the kind of stuff that she's talking about, because it does take a lot of self-reflection. Um, and you have to be kind of open to that situation of being able to be like, like emotionally intelligent, like being able to, um, think about things, like be able to be intelligent about the emotions that you experience and kind of pull yourself like to a bird's eye view of your experience and the emotions that you feel. And, you know, if you want to learn more about this process, feel free to get, you know, some of her books there. I think they're really helpful, um, in regular everyday life stuff, but I feel like they can also be applied to these situations with our businesses that may trigger us to stop our momentum. And so I want to kind of go over the different questions that she challenges you to ask so that you can be mindful, aware, and work through the thought that you have that is troubling you and causing you this discomfort or pain. And so the first question that you want to ask is, is it true? So in any situation, you've got this thought, you've got this belief in your head, and you need to check it and say, wait, is this actually true? Because if we don't stop to ask that question, it's just going to fester. It's going to get bigger. It's going to get blown out of proportion. Um, Because the follow-up question to that is, can you absolutely know that it's true? And in some cases, you can't. Like, on some cases, you're going to answer. Like, the real answer to that question is, I'm making all this up in my head. Like, there is no physical evidence to suggest that this thing that is troubling me is actually happening. Like it is in my head. And in some cases you will have proof. Like if, like, let's say if somebody is copying you, it might be that they have the exact same digital product, same, you know, all they've done is like changed out the photos and they've just replaced your kids' names with their kids' names or something like that, right? Like, so there is ways for you to be able to do like a side-by-side and be like, oh my God, this is completely ripped off. But in some cases... There is no way of knowing that they actually ripped you off because it's really more of a concept than it is like a tangible thing that you can check for that. The next question, as you're kind of mindfully going through and trying to check yourself on this thought or this um, mindset or belief that you have is, when you have these thoughts, how do you react when you believe it? right? Like, who is this? Who does this make you? Who does this turn you into? What are your behaviors? What happens, right? And you might say, well, I get really stressed out. Um, You know, I, uh, when I have these thoughts, like my palms start to sweat, I get to where it's very difficult for me to focus, like I find myself kind of obsessively checking these things, you know, whatever the behaviors you are, like you're exhibiting, Um, and just being able to take a moment and recognize that you're doing something out of character and what are you doing? Like when I mentioned earlier, you know, insecurity can often make you do, think, or say things that you wouldn't normally do. This is an opportunity to say like, what is this belief like triggering me to do that might be out of character or isn't helpful or isn't healthy or isn't beneficial? Um, you know, how is it making me waste time? Things like that. And then the fourth question that you need to run this through is, Who would you be without that thought, right? So if it's a situation where I talk about these different triggers, like what would would your life be like if you were able to just 
run your business the way you want to run it without looking at what a peer is doing, right? Like without saying to yourself, ah, they beat me to it, right? Like if you, if you could live your life without worrying about that thought of, well, they beat me to it, then you would just put your head down, keep making the thing and put it out, right? And that's the important part to process. And even when you get to that question, that should be like a self-realization of, dang, I need to shake this off, put my head down, keep doing what I'm doing, have confidence in what I'm creating and just move forward. Like just do it, just do it. And so I feel like these questions can be really helpful across the board. Um, so I encourage you guys to get some of Katie Byron's books. And, um, you know, I personally have these questions kind of written down, like where I can see them. In the past year, one thing that I've gotten better about as a person with ADHD, because in my life, if it's not in my sight, it's out of mind. And you guys remember, like I used to put, you know, a lot of things on like, like I put a lot of things on my um, phone screen that I feel like are important for me to remember. So whether it's the phone screen or the computer screen, phone screen is really good um, for me, like the unlock screen or, or whatever you may choose to have it on. But it's like just a, a regular trigger of like, oh yeah, like I can go quickly to this spot and remember, you know, when I'm feeling triggered, when I'm second guessing myself, when I'm running into these normal triggers that I have, okay, one, is it true? Two, can I absolutely know this is true? Three, how do I react when I believe that thought and what do I do? And then what would my life be like or who would I be if I didn't have to deal with this thought, right? And it kind of starts to help me be better about relinquishing those things that I get really trapped in my head with. Um, and that has been really healthy for me uh, to be part of my journey of, you know, being a more mindful person in general, whether it's business or regular life, um, parenting, uh, marriage, whatever it may be. These four questions help me because we all, no matter what it is, get in our own heads on a regular basis because our brains just work like that. And it's easy for us to get in these stuck mindsets, stuck beliefs, and those beliefs swirl and and they destroy like our confidence and they destroy our joy and they destroy our ability to function sometimes. Um, I know that, you know, depression is a whole nother thing, but in general, uh, when we're dealing with just negative thoughts, triggers, things that slow us down in our business, you know, being able to take a step back, put them through questions like this, and be able to let them go and know like this is all in my head. Doesn't even matter. I'm just gonna put my head down and keep going. Like they're just little mini reality checks. And I get it. Like every once in a while, we just need to have a fit. We just need to have an adult fit and fall back in it. That's what we need to do. That's what we want. That's what we need. We just want to scream. We want to shout, whatever it may be. And honestly, if you ever read the book Burnout, um, I love that book. Another one of the books that I read that was super helpful. They talk about stress cycles. And sometimes you need to do like some physical activity to like end the stress, right? So it might be exercise as the most efficient one. Um, you know, there, there's a whole list of things they have in the book that are things that would end the stress response that you're having um, in these cases. And, you know, so even though you're, you may shut your brain off, there needs to be a physical release of energy. So I think that's really also a good kind of place to end this episode is to say, 
you know, once you kind of work through these questions, go do something physical to kind of end that, like once you've kind of worked through it, your body may still be processing the physical stress of that stress that you had and you need to go in that by taking a walk or getting outside. You might want to go scream into a pillow or cry or any of those things. Um, but they all, they, all of these tools and our toolbox help us keep it together even in our businesses and help us recover so that we can just keep writing. Hey, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule today to hang out with me. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you are new to the idea of becoming a self-made writer and you want some help understanding how that kind of works in this day and age, I want to encourage you to follow the link in the show notes and get my free ebook, How to Kickstart Your Writing Career at Any Age or Stage. And if you're a person who's already like, yeah, I've already kind of got this going, but I'm on the struggle bus for like how to do it consistently, like how to be successful at it, how to figure out how to educate myself about how to do this. I want to invite you to consider joining my school and squad community. And you'll find a link to that in the show notes as well. And you can go check out all the classes that I have, um, all the support that I have. We do stickers for people who actually do stuff and like make accomplishments and you're going to earn points. Like we have this really awesome community that is super positive, super supportive, and everybody there is looking to be able to build an online writing career. We are all there to support each other on that journey. And we would love for you to be a part of that group if you are not currently. So please go check out that information. I'll see you next time. And remember, whatever you do this week, just keep writing.